What's up, guys? My name is Brett Appley, and welcome to another UFC Quick Picks here on the Mayo Media Network. We have UFC 295 this weekend. Prochaska versus Pereira in the main event. Pavlovich versus Aspinall in the co-main event. A lot of fights on this particular card and a lot of competitive fights as well. It is a great card, not only from an entertainment standpoint, but from a DraftKings standpoint as well. I'm here to give you my favorite cash game play, tournament play, salary play, and a matchup I like from a DraftKings perspective. Before I do that, please make sure to like the channel. Sorry, like the video, subscribe to the channel. And why don't you tell me who's going to win the belts this week? We have two title fights on the line. The light heavyweight fight, of course, between Pereira and Prochaska and the heavyweight interim title on the line between Pavlovich and Aspinall. Both are very competitive fights. And if you can correctly predict who's going to win, I think you're going to have a leg up, leg up on the field. So always curious to hear what you all have to say. Without further ado, let's get into my cash game play of the week. Let's go with some value here in Kyung-Ho Kang at 7.4K. All right, in cash games, there are a couple value options. One of them is Kyung-Ho Kang. He's plus 112 to win, and he's 7.4K. And on a slate like this, I mean, yeah, you could punt with, with someone like Dennis Bazooka or Kevin Borges, whoever. Um, th they are kind of sizable underdogs with lower floors where 7.4K, you don't have to pay up that much, and you're getting a near pick em fight. So I, I like the opportunity to just gain, have more win equity in your lineup, um, which is important from a cash game perspective. Should be a competitive fight, and I don't have a strong opinion either way on the matchup. I, I like Kang historically. I mean, he's shown to be a good boxer. He has good metrics. Defending strikes at 58%, fairly competent there. Also a good wrestler and grappler. That's That's been his biggest strength throughout his career. Averages more than two takedowns landed per 15 minutes. Castaneda, um, I'd say fights at a little bit of a higher pace, but he's absorbing more strikes than he lands. Some wrestling equity. He's actually knocked down each of his last four opponents. So maybe Castaneda has some sneaky knockout upside there. Maybe he can land a couple takedowns as well. But I do think King's a better submission grappler. And I really was impressed by King's boxing performance against Dana Baccarel as well. That was in 2022. But um, again, I, I think you could pick either side to win. <clears throat> I do think King has some wrestling equity. I like his submission game. He's a lot bigger and longer and a fairly athletic fighter. So this should be a competitive fight. <clears throat> That's probably going to the judges scorecards. What is the, the go the distance line here? Um, yeah, minus two Oh five over two and a half rounds. So in theory, you're getting a decent floor on Kang at 7.4 K you're getting clear win equity compared to other fighters in the surrounding price tier. Um, maybe lacks a little bit of upside for tournaments, but um, a pretty strong cash game option at 7.4K. All right, next up, my tournament play of the week. I I'm going to try and like intentionally go off the board here because there there's a lot of fighters that I like. There's a lot of obvious ones. Let's have some fun. Um, I'm going to roll with Jared Gordon at 8.9K. He he's pretty expensive. And I, I don't particularly like this matchup from a from an entertainment standpoint. It kind of makes me nervous. He's minus 220 to win. He's coming off like a, a headbutt knockout loss that was overturned. I, I don't really know where he stands physically. And ultimately, I don't really think people are going to play him at 8.9K. He's priced right below Mackenzie Dern and 
Benoit Saint-Denis. So I think those are going to be two of the most, uh, most owned fighters in this range. Gordon is just, he's going to be overlooked and for good reason. Like he, you know, again, I just don't know where he's at physically. He's only won one of his last four fights. However, historically he's put up some big scores. I mean, in his wins, I'll just rattle them off. 135, 104, 111, 121, 95, 74, and 101. And he has this tendency to like pour on offense, especially if he can get the fight on the ground. He throws a ton of ground and pound. He fights at a high pace traditionally. And he's fighting Mark Madsen, who is a good wrestler, but is an older fighter. And we've seen cardio issues from Madsen in the past. Madsen's also coming off a submission loss to Grant Dawson. He was hurt in that fight. I don't totally know where Madsen is at physically either. I mean, in theory, Madsen's going to shoot for takedowns. Gordon's probably going to keep him keep the fight upright or scramble back up to his feet. In theory, Gordon's a better striker. But I think there's some merit to the idea that Madsen uses a lot of energy trying to take Gordon down, can't quite keep him down because Madsen's not a great submission grappler. Gordon pushing a pace. Gordon, the superior striker. And like... <clears throat> You know, the fighters Madsen has, has competed against in the UFC, Danilo Bellowardo, Hubbard, Clay Guida, Vince Fischel, Grant Dawson, like none of them are, are really can produce striking offense in the way that Gordon can. And so Gordon tends to build over 15 minutes. And again, there's some merit to this idea that if Gordon can tire Madsen out, he can start to build, start to pour on offense, and maybe he can get a late finish. It's a little bit reaching here, but again, I wanted to go off the board. Um, he is minus 220 to win. He's plus 285 to win inside the distance. I really don't think he's going to be played at 8.9K, but historically he's put up really strong DraftKings scores, and a lot of those, I mean, came in decisions too. He can wrestle a little bit. He can pour on volume. He can earn control, and if Madsen gets tired, uh, maybe Gordon can find a finish late. So reaching a little bit, it's a definitely a contrarian target, but I like Gordon's history of upside, and I think there's some feasibility with him on this particular slate against this particular opponent. Next up, we have our salary play of the week. Again, a lot of places to go here. I already gave you Kung O Kang. Another value option that's interesting to me is Vyacheslav Borshev at 7.7k he could get some love being a value he is what plus 111 to win so not, not I mean not an incredible value but a value nonetheless he's also priced right below you know the Petroska Pereira matchup the Pavlovich Aspinall matchup and the Lopez Sabatini matchup which should get a ton of ownership so although he's kind of a, a strong target based on the value he could get overlooked a little bit in this range. Um, he's also somewhat boomer bust, which is which is a risk. But he's fighting an opponent in Nazim Sadikov, who in theory is the better grappler and in theory will try and out-wrestle Borshev. But when Borshev's lost on the ground, I mean, he gave up nine takedowns to Mike Davis and, and 11 to Mark Chikese. It's not like he gets take, taken down once and the fight's over. And Sadikov, yeah, is a competent submission grappler, 
and an, an okay wrestler, but he's never really had a history of wrestling at a high rate. You know, he landed he's landed one takedown in his last three fights. Maybe he does get on top of Borshev and wins this fight, but I'm really not sure he can land takedowns at, you know, three, five, seven, nine, ten takedowns. And if the fight plays out on the feet, I do think Borshev's the better striker. Um, even Evan Elder was able to drop Sadikov in um, Sadikov's UFC debut, and, and Borshev is just uh, just a really dangerous kickboxer. Um, again, this is somewhat boomer bust. That that is the concern. But seven point seven K is fairly cheap. He's an interesting pivot off those other popular fights priced right above plus two ten to win inside the distance, um, and I think he does have knockout equity. Truthfully, it, th- this is a sneaky, potentially sneaky matchup to target on the whole. Sadikov has, on the other side, grappling upside, and if he wins, um, could put up a strong, uh, you know, a strong score. Should it come on the mat, it's a fight that I will be moderately exposed to. I do like the savings on Borshev, and I think the fight's going to play out on the feet. Um, potentially more than the public expects, in, in which case Borshev, I like his chances to hurt Sadikov at some point in that fight. All right, and finally, the matchup of the week. Let, let's just continue with a little bit of, of off-the-board action here. I Look, the, the main event, the co-main event, they're, they're fantastic fights. Lopez, Sabatini, it's a fantastic fight to target. Stack up the mid-range this week. I'll, I'll give you a sneaky fight to target, which is Josh Van versus Kevin Borges. Vance 9,200. Borges is 7K. I really don't think people are going to play this matchup at all, especially Vance Price right below, right, sorry, right above Sandini and Dern, right below Rebecca. Um, and they're all going to be priorities, even for me. I like all those fighters in theory ahead of Van, but I really, really like the projected pace of this matchup with Borges. Both Van and Borjas, Borjas making his UFC debut, they both have defensive wrestling issues, and that's kind of why they're matched up together. They're both aggressive strikers who are going to want to look to keep the fight standing, and that's going to make for a very fun fight. I'm going to look to fade them both in the future, but I think this is just going to be like an absolute banger of a matchup. Van had sort of one of those bangers to open his UFC career against Zumagulov. He landed 120 significant strikes. It was an excellent fight. He won a split decision. The issue is he still only scored 70 points on DraftKings, which, sorry, 80 points, which is just not going to be enough at 9.2K. And it's also why he's not really a priority on this slate. But, I mean, Zumagov is very experienced. He's very tough. Uh, Borjas is coming from the Peruvian regional scene, which is not a regional scene I'm a huge fan of. He's been finished before. He looked all right in his contender series performance, but he's just he's fought low level competition. I, he's an aggressive striker with some questionable defense, and if these two are, are going to brawl, I think someone could get hurt. My bet is that it's Van having the the having a larger opportunity to win this fight by knockout. Uh, he is a sizable favorite, minus two thirty three to win. And let's see, plus 150 to win inside the distance. He'll definitely need a knockout at this price tag, 9.2K. But I think it's possible. I I mean, he's a young kid, athletic, physical, powerful, and Borjas is going to be very willing to engage, I think. So sneaky on the van side, another contrarian target up top. And then Borjas, you know, 
is is a punt. Fravola, Andraj, Madsen, Kong, Ricci, they're all going to get more ownership than Borjas. Um, but Borjas is like plus 285 to win inside the distance. That's pretty good. He's shown a lot of power on the regional scene. All, pretty much all his wins come by knockout. And you never know. Van absorbed more than 100 significant strikes in that UFC debut. It's possible he could get hurt. That's Borjas' main path to victory. Going to be low-owned. I really like the pace of that matchup. Should be a fun one to watch as well. All right, that's going to do it for this week's UFC Quick Picks. Thank you guys so much for the support. Hope you enjoyed me going a little bit, again, off the wall this week. Stack up that mid-range. That's going to be where the uh, the bread is buttered this week. But there's a lot of fun fights and a lot of ways to get creative on this UFC 295 slate. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, Bradley, double T, double P, dailyfanmma.com for all your DraftKings breakdowns needs. Just spent like an hour and 40 minutes talking through every single fight on that slate with my co-host Gordo, including the two championship fights. And uh, yeah, would love for you guys to come over there and support us. Thanks to Pat and the team for having us on the channel. As usual, again, make sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel. Let me know who you think is going to win those title fights this weekend. Best of luck in your contests, and we'll talk to you all soon. Peace.